God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. The Word of God says, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to a plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It's time to go to God in prayer. Nick, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. I want to preach a little while this morning upon your excuse. Do you ever make excuses in your life? Do you ever try to sort of sidestep something and get away from something? What is so amazing is excuses is not a new thing, is it? Excuses has been around as long as people have breath, haven't they? In this scripture I read to you this morning, here's Jesus doing what he did so much when he was on the face of this earth, this walking and talking to folks. And Jesus was out looking for disciples. And what he wanted them to know is to be a disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they had to be willing to lay aside everything else, didn't they? Had to lay aside everything else and be willing to go and follow Christ wherever he went without hesitation. Being willing to do it on God's time, not their time. He goes up to the first one and asks, come follow me. Lord, first let me go and bury my father. That wasn't a good enough excuse for Christ. You go down just a little bit more in that scripture, and the other man was asked, first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Two pretty good excuses, right? But not an excuse that held weight with Jesus. Do any of the rest of you all make excuses? I do. I think that's just a part of our everyday life, isn't it? We make excuses for things. Sometimes we make excuses because we don't want to do something, right? Just don't want to. We want to pass that along to somebody else. Sometimes we make excuses and we say, well, if I don't think about it, it'll just go away and I won't be bothered with it anymore. I did that for a while before I went into the hospital, uh, well, two years today. I forgot that. Two years today was when I first went into the hospital. And I had made excuses almost for a whole entire year. I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't thinking right. I didn't have the energy that I had. Sheila kept telling me to go to the hospital and go to the doctor. And I would say, well, honey, what does all of us guys like to say? I'm going to be all right. I'll what? I'll tough it out. And I'll, I'll be all right. Just kept getting a little worse. Finally, she talked me into going to the doctor. And I went into the doctor. And you're not going to believe what your preacher did. I didn't tell the doctor the truth. I just went to the doctor so Sheila would leave me alone. Amen? 
Made all kinds of excuses while I was there. But I found out when you make excuses, excuses come back to catch up with you, don't they? And we do that in our life. We make excuses about our family. We make excuses about what goes on in our church. We make excuses about a lot of things in our life. And a lot of times when we fall short of something is when we make excuses, don't we? We make an excuse about what we did, why we didn't do it. And we come up with some pretty good excuses because we have learned how to have really good excuses. The more you do them, the better they become. You know what's so amazing about that is the old devil loves it when you make excuses, doesn't he? Because a lot of those excuses centers around you not serving God like you should and allowing God to be exactly where you should be. People make excuses about God coming to church and all these other different types of things and things that they go. We write out excuses for our kids for when they go to school. Sometimes they are sick and sometimes they're not, but we write down on those excuses. Well, they just, little Johnny just didn't feel good today and he didn't go to school. We make all kinds of excuses. We teach our kids how to make excuses because when they see us, what? Make excuses. They're learning what they see. In our life, we see that all around about us. The devil loves that because he believes when we make excuses, we are hiding something from Jesus. Do you know that? We do that. We hide things from Christ and we say, God, I would, but this, I've got to do this. How often do you ask somebody to come to church and they say, well, I will, what's the big word? I'll try. I've learned I try means there's no way. Not going to be there. Don't have to worry about saving me a seat. We make those excuses. We really don't want to tell somebody the truth. Well, this morning, I believe that Christ wants to call all of us to be his disciples. Amen? He wants all of us to be the ones that are willing to take up his cross daily and follow after him. He needs folks that are willing in this world that we live in. He needs folks that are willing to be his disciple and to go out and recruit other disciples and let them know more about Christ and let them know about what they, how they need to live their life. But just like these two men, when Jesus said, come and follow me, you notice when he asked them, it wasn't like it took a, a few moments for them to come up with an excuse. Boy, they rattled it off real quick, didn't they? First, let me go do this. First, let me go do this other thing. We do the same thing in our Christian walk, don't we? We make excuses for not adding up and doing the work that Christ wants us to do. First of all, what is your excuse for not talking to Jesus more? If you look with me over in Matthew 21, 21 through 23, Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what is done to this fig tree, but also you can say to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I believe as a Christian today that we should share everything with Jesus, shouldn't we? We should be in constant communication with Jesus. But so often we make excuses for that, don't we? I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to spend time with Christ. I don't have time to have that in my life. But when you read that scripture there, it's so powerful when it says, if you believe, you will receive whatever 
you ask for in prayer. Y'all got that? That's something else, isn't it? When you pray to God, you got to believe it's going to happen. Amen? And you believe and you know that God is going to give you an answer. Sometimes I believe people don't want to pray to God because they really don't want to know the answer, do they? Because they know sometimes that God's going to cause you to have to do things that's just not normal for you. It's God's going to ask you to do things that maybe you don't want to do. Maybe God's going to ask you to do some things that you've made excuses for over and over and over again, and you're running out of excuses. But somebody keeps asking you to do that. You have to believe that. Believe your prayer today will be answered. <coughs> Praise be to God today, when you call Christ, you don't get His answer machine, do you? He's always there to talk to you. He's always there to listen to you. What's your excuse for not spending more time in prayer with Christ? Today, I believe you can talk to Christ wherever you are. I talked to Him a whole lot when I was in the hospital, but I also believe the same Christ that was with me in the hospital is the same one that's at my house, and the same one that's here at this church, the same one that's in your car, the same one that's there all the time. He wants to hear from you constantly about what's going on in your life. So what is your excuse for not talking to Him more? What is your excuse for not reading His Word? Over in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. How often, how often, truly, is God's Word opened inside of your homes? How often is God's Word read out loud inside of your homes? We all have plenty of Bibles, don't we? I don't know if all of you know, but this Bible that lays up here on the pulpit, it's our family Bible. And I've had that for many, many, many years. And anytime you want to come up here and look at it, come on up here. I want to show you what a Bible looks like that's been used. A Bible that's been used is... It's not in the best shape, is it? My dad had a Bible used so long, he put duct, uh, duct tape on the side of it to hold it together. A Bible is not something you just carry around, is it? A Bible is not something you say, well, I'm going to church. Better, where's the Bible at, honey? If you lose your Bible, you're, that's what, the first mistake. You should know where it is, right? Because you use it enough. Why We read about God's Word. We share about God's Word. Listen to what that says. What comes from the mouth of God, every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when you're reading God's word, it is God talking to you, isn't it? It's God sharing with you about certain things in your life. What's your excuse for not doing that? What's your excuse for not taking time to say to someone, I'll be right out, honey, but I've got to read my Bible first. I'll be ready for the day to start if I read my Bible first. What is that excuse? What is your excuse for not witnessing more. Over in uh, Luke 24, verse 40, uh, 48, it says, You are a witness of these things. Who do you know today that needs God? Any of you know anybody that needs God? There's a lot of people around, aren't they? Sheila and I found out a lot of people, when you go to Nashville, there's a lot of people who needs God because they'll tell you what they think in a blink of an eye. Some of them won't even say it to you. They'll show you, won't they? Real, real quick. There's a lot of people in this world that needs God. And you, we all say that, don't we? 
I've, I've said it and you've said it. Heard all over the place. This world needs more of God. It's, this world needs more of God to be a part of it. But how does that happen? We need to be willing to say to ourselves that we are going to be that witness for Christ. We are going to be what Christ asks us to do. And I, I've had a lot of people say, well, Brother Paul, I just don't feel comfortable going up and talking to people. I just don't feel comfortable. I'm not Charles Turner. I won't come up to you all the time and talk about Christ. I'm just not there. I'm not, not, not ready for that in my life. Well, I believe your witness is not only the, the words that come out of your mouth. Your witness is, are you ready for this? How you live your life. How you live your life every day. What does people see? Do they see you being a Christian not only on Sunday morning when you're at church, but do they see you every day? One of the big things I think we forget about as, as Christians is sometimes, to a lot of folks, you are the only preacher they will ever hear. You are the only one that can ever tell them about God. Because they're not going to go to a church. They're not going to read God's Word. They're not going to know how to pray. You're the one that is that witness to them. You are the one to share with them about the greatness of God. And you live your life like that every day. You don't allow things to come into your life when they look at you and they say, what's going on there? I thought you were a Christian. Why are you behaving that way? Why are you letting your emotions get better of yourself? Why are you stooping to that level? What is your witness today? What is your excuse not to be a witness today? I believe truly today that God needs more of His people out in the world that is witnessing and telling others about Christ and telling them about salvation and telling them about turning away from those sinful things out in the world. We need folks that are willing to be that witness for Him. What is your excuse for not, for not answering God's call? Over in Mark 6, verse 7, He calling the twelve to Him, He began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over impure spirits. I believe today that we're all called to do something, aren't we? We are, no doubt. Every one of us, God talks to us about things. And I'm so blessed here at this church. We have people that are willing to take that call, aren't they? They step up to the plate, and they do what God asked them to do, you don't have to worry about it. I don't, I don't worry about it. I've learned over the past few years it's a whole lot better not to worry about things, right? Because God always works things out, doesn't He? When you uh, believe in that and trust in that and have that, that will in your heart and your life. But so often, we're not all doing God's call. I can't imagine if everybody inside of this church started to Listen to God and do everything that God tells them to do on a daily basis. What is God calling you to be? You might say, well, Brother Paul is not calling me to be a preacher. Okay. He's not calling me to be a piano player or a song leader. He's not calling me to be in charge of some, something inside of the church. What is He calling you to do? Well, that's between you and God, isn't it? And you talking to God and asking God for what His purpose is in your life. Now this one, I'm glad Brother Charles is back today because it's going to be hard to have this point if he wasn't here. What is your excuse for not being on the right side of right? What is that excuse? Well, Brother Charles says that and 
we hear it a lot and I hear it a lot. What I believe so often, instead of being on the right side of right, we get on the wrong side of wrong, don't we? And it's easy to make excuses when you're there. You're living your life however you want to. You're making your own decisions. You don't care about anybody else. It's all about who? It's all about me. I don't care who I hurt. I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live. And I don't care what the Word of God says. I'm not going to allow that to be in my life. I don't care what I do. I don't care who I hurt. I don't care who I take down with me. But I'm going to live on that wrong side of wrong. What is your excuse today for not living on the right side of right? The right side of right means you stand up for what's right, don't you? You stand up for God. You stand up for the ability to have that in your life. And you make sure that everything that you do, and I think this should be the motto of every Christian and certainly every family, everything that you do, if it's all right with God, it's all right with me. And I'm going to have that righteousness in my life every day. And every day I'm going to try to stay on that right side of right. And every day I'm going to do my very best to listen to God's call, do God's will, and understand what Christ is talking to me about. So, Jesus looked at you today and said, come follow me. What would be your excuse? Hopefully you can say, well, Brother Paul, I'm going to put all those excuses behind me. And I'm going to do my very best to be a, a better in my prayer life and better in reading my Bible. I'm going to be better in being a witness. I'm going to be better in answering God's call. I'm going to be better for standing up for what is right. And I'm not going to make any excuse for it. But when I make mistakes and I have excuses that come into my life, I know that I can pray to God. And praise be to God for this today. It should make you happy as Christians. When you pray to God, your, your prayer is answered. And when you ask for forgiveness, He forgives you, doesn't He? And He washes you white as snow. Nothing that you have to be concerned, nothing you have to be worried about anymore. Because He is there for you. Today, whatever your excuse is, or whatever you have upon your heart and your mind that you need to talk to God about, we invite you to come. Charles says we have our closing song. Let's all stand together.